Aloha, and welcome to this episode of the Hawaii Smooth Jazz Connection. I am your host, Gwendolyn Harris. My guests today reside right here in Hawaii and are stepping out of the background and into the spotlight. This production and songwriting team based out of Kaka'ako is composed, composed of the front man from Fresh Preps, Joshua Stevens, and Nahuku Hanu Hanu award-winning producer and songwriter, Chaz Umamoto. Together, the duo have become some of the most prolific producers in Hawaii, having produced over 200 songs since 2019. They have collaborated with Grammy-nominated producer and singer Kimmy Minor, two-time Nahuku Hanu Hanu award-winning rapper Thomas Iannucci, and Sonny Sandoval, lead singer of multi-platinum band P.O.D. Their new album, Good Catch, dropped on June the 3rd. I am happy to have them here today on the show. Let's welcome Joshua Stevens and Chaz Umamoto to the show. Aloha, guys. How are Aloha. you? Aloha. So I have to let people know I'm kind of stepping out of my realm today. We're not doing smooth jazz, but I love music and I love to promote people that are doing other things, including these two right here, songwriters and producers right here in Hawaii. I am so glad to have you guys here. So we're going to get started, okay? So Chaz and Josh, how did you guys first get started into the music business going into what you do now, songwriting and producing? You can go, Josh. Um, well, very early on, when I was eight years old, I begged my mom to play the piano, and I would say, Ever since that moment when I first put my hands on there, I couldn't stop. <laughs> um, I had a similar experience where my mom made me learn the violin at a really young age, like third grade. And uh, my dad played music on the side. And um, but they said, like, don't do music for a career. That's something you know, we do for fun in this family. And somehow it became my career. Uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> wow. So how did the two of you guys connect? How did you guys, um, you know, get into this field of producing and songwriting? Because that's not easy. You're the guys that make the hits for these people. So how did you get into that? Like, what, what made you guys get together? Um, well, I was in a band, um, you know, lived the dream, drowned in it in L.A., uh, moved away. And um, when I was in that band, we were just playing, like, every single day, like, five, six days a week. and. I just got tired of it and um i realized like i wasn't built for performing and i saw these guys that were sitting at home producing making music and i was like that's what i want to do but i need help doing it you know i had um, interned at studios here back home when i was living here um before i moved away and come back and i thought you know um some of the most successful production teams that i've witnessed and looked up to they were teams it wasn't like one guy and so I, I went out looking for who um, are the people that I could potentially work with. And lo and behold, back home, my good old friend from the music scene, Josh Stevens, um, was also interested in doing the same. Wow. Josh, what about you? Um, well, fortunately, um, I had seen some uncles here in the industry and how they, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because some people really enjoy live performing, but 
um, some people in their 50s and 60s just playing gig to gig and still just performance to performance. And I thought, I don't want that to be me when I get to that age. Mm -hmm. So um, songwriting and producing was a way out for me. Because uh, yeah. I used to perform uh, live right. performances for my main income. That was all I did. Yeah. So you know how uh, the pandemic threw all of us through a poor loop, right? Um, mm -hmm. Especially the entertainment industry. What yeah. did you guys do? Um, well, first, we lost a lot of gigs. Um, yes. When I first <laughs> came home, I was um, gigging with some friends of mine uh, at Shorefire on Thursday nights. They were kind enough to let me play with them. and. Um, I was also like Josh's sound guy for his band and they were out doing gigs and weddings and we, we lost all those gigs. Um, and we had already kind of started, you know, when I moved back from LA, like writing and producing, there's just no demand. People didn't want to write with us. They didn't want to, you know, um, produce or like collaborate with us. And so we just did it for ourselves. Yeah, Josh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were definitely not the cool kids on the book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, you know, all, all that to say, like, we could just work together. Um, a couple of our friends, like Thomas Iannucci, you know, wanted to um, make a record with us. And um, in that time, I think it was uh, winter 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, could be wrong. I believe that was the time um, we got an offer for a publishing deal um, for the company we're currently signed to, Marmoset Music. And so that um, opportunity saved our lives. You know, we did not know what was ahead. And um, while our other friends also lost their gig, um, just as we did, our uh, focus kind of turned to writing music for film and television. Um, for about two years, we were like really heavy into doing that. And it was like going to college was the best thing that ever happened. Um, it paid our bills, it got us through the pandemic. And um, it just showed us a whole nother world of um, how you could potentially make money in the music industry while still staying at home, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So um, how long does it usually um, take to write a song? Like how, how is the thought press? How is the thought process of that? Man, that's a great question. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Um, it really depends on the day. Sometimes you have an idea and a co-write and then bam, two hours later, the whole thing is fleshed out. And other times it takes two whole full days. It's really hard to say. Um, yeah. But I think something as we become better as songwriters is that we don't rely on necessarily feeling really inspired that day. Cause I feel like earlier on when I was inexperienced as a songwriter, if I didn't feel inspired, I couldn't get anything out. And we got what's called the writer's block per se. But now after writing so much, I feel like Chaz and I don't re really get writer's block anymore, which is really, really no cool. Such thing. Yeah, no such yeah. thing, you know? No I think, such thing as writer's block. <laughs> I think like the artists, like it's their job to be inspired. And for us, like this is our job. So this is like the muscles that we have to like work out every single day. So for mm -hmm. us to show up and be like, like if I was a dentist, right? And I was like, hmm, I'm not feeling very inspired today as a dentist, right? You still got to go to work. And so for Josh and I, we have to show up. You know, whether we don't feel like it or not, we have to be there for the artists and be on our A game, even when we don't want to be. So, because I'm still trying to, you know, I, I'm, I'm very interested in this. So when you write a song, mm -hmm. do you already have in mind an artist that you think um, mm -hmm. should, you know, should sing it or play it or 
whatever the case may be yeah that's a that's a good question too um that's so like yeah. um we would never pitch songs to artists unless that artist is signed to a label um because then they would warrant it um i think it's very unnatural for like an artist to like receive something and be like oh yeah i'm gonna embody this now right um unless you're like there's a lot of money involved you're signed to label or management um most often than not they're not going to be pitched and like accept the song and so here in hawaii where we don't have a lot of those entities we don't have that type of money moving around um in most cases we just call up the artist and say hey like let's get in a room together or let's get on zoom like this and if you're open to it let's like try to write a song in a couple hours and if they like it they can use it if they don't like it they like bury that song no one ever has to hear it they don't ever have to work with us ever again so it's like low risk you know on on their wow. part for sure wow now yeah. You guys, you know, congratulations. I know I'm way late, but I have to say congratulations. And I can never say this always, I always butcher it up, but I always say the Nahuku Awards because it's quicker for me. And, for, <laughs> and you know, Cute. for the viewers that are watching on the mainland, if you don't know um, what that is, it's, it's like the Hawaiian Grammy, right? So yeah. when you get that here in Hawaii, you're like, you're like at the cream of the crop. Now, what I want to ask both of, both of you is, um, you guys have collaborated with with a lot of people. Who would be your dream collaboration? Oh, Ooh, man. great question. <laughs> oh, that's so tough. You didn't expect that one, did you? Did it? Not, not, not today. Because um, you never know. I always say this. You know, sometimes you might think, "Oh, it's not going to happen." But guess what? You never know. You never know. I don't know. I don't know, Josh. You go first. I, um, <laughs> I have two, two on my, that come to mind. Uh, one is Matt Thiessen from Reliant K, and the other one would be the uh, lead singer of 21 Pilots, uh, Tyler uh -huh. Joseph. Those are dream collaborations. I'm glad you brought up collaborations, though, because like uh, collaborating is something that Chaz and I really, really believe in. And I, I don't think without collaboration, we would be where we are in music. And I think all of some of the best music that we all love to enjoy is a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Um, there's this uh, Norwegian artist named Sigrid, who I think is just like an amazing pop artist. Um, and there's this other artist from New Zealand, Lottie Six. I think that's how you say her name, L-A-D-I-6. And she's just like such a cool R&B, neo-soul, electronic artist. You know, there's not a lot of like hip hop influence in her music which is like really unique for r and uh -huh. you know? yeah so Remy like, getting into that oh go ahead what were you gonna say oh, no, 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 no. i was yeah. saying we forgot remy wolf jazz. yeah remy wolf oh, like, i want to write with remy wolf so bad. that's the future man that's where pop music is going it's like this weird i i don't know what to call it yeah remy wolf that's like that's interesting stuff you know that stuff's wild yeah like bossa nova pop you know <laughs> So you brought up R&B. What, what main genre of music do you guys like to listen to? Mm. Mm. Um, I'll say that I grew up like in my household, like, there was like a lot of Motown. My parents like oh. didn't let me listen to a lot of rock and roll. Uh -huh. um, and so it was like classical music because I was playing violin. A um, lot of R&B, Motown, um, Muscle Shoals kind of stuff. Uh, and Hawaiian music, a lot of Hawaiian music. Mm. and. I discovered like punk rock in high school and 
um, just rock and roll in general in like college. Like I didn't know about like Led Zeppelin, you know, and like stuff like that until I was in college. And so I would say that that's the music that probably impacts me the most. Uh Um, I will say that in my off time, I just try to find anything that's like very eclectic to listen to, to get my brain off of work. So I don't analyze the music. So like I will listen to like a lot of jazz, smooth jazz, like um, still classical music and um, just like weird, like electronic music sometimes. Yeah. All right. And what about you, Jeff? Um, when I was growing up, it was mostly like 60s rock, like Beatles, Beach Boys, that kind of stuff. Um, as I went into high school, I started to listen to a lot more of uh the pop punk as well as the indie rock scene like the shins local natives that kind of thing Mm. but um nowadays i've actually grown to enjoy a lot more pop music because before i think as a kid i had this almost pretentious feeling that like pop music was not cool because everybody liked it kind of a thing Mm -hmm. which is so untrue because like there's so many amazing pop records that there's so much care and attention put into every single decision made where now I actually listen to a lot of pop music. Yeah. I'm loving the difference and in, in, in the difference in your music, like how you, and what you listen to, um, mm. Chad, and what you um, listen to, Josh. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, now we're going to get into, I want you to tell us about, you guys just released the album, Good Catch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I want you to tell us about that. How did, what was the inception? You know, what was the thought process of, of putting that out there? So tell us about that album. Yeah, um, so Marmoset Music in our first like year and a half um, when we were signed to the, the publishing deal, mm-hmm. they were having us make like a lot of um, dance music. And um, we kept telling them like, hey, like we really want to do pop music, really want to do hip hop. And um, they finally let us do that at the beginning of last year. And so Josh and I had this thought that wouldn't it be fun to make like our favorite like summer jam, like hip hop record, like like the type of music you heard on the radio when you're growing up in like high school or college, if you were like our age, you know, like um, I guess for me, it would be different than Josh. But like it's like, you know, like you hear like Sugar Ray or you hear like the one song on, you know, Biggie's first record, like Juicy or Dreams or something, you know, like we wanted a whole album of like that stuff. Um, and we went and, th- and tried to find all of our favorite artists in like different genres uh, here in Hawaii, like well-known, but also like up and comers. And we tried to convince them like, hey, you want to like be on this record with us? You know, it'll, it'll be really fun. And we got to take them like out of their normal element and let them mm-hmm. showcase like a different side of themselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, what do you want your audience to know about your music? I don't know, Josh. Hmm. I don't know. That's a difficult answer or a difficult question to answer. What do I want the audience to know about our music? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's so much as I want someone to know. It's more if anybody wants to enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. I want people yeah. to enjoy it for sure. Yeah. It's different, you know, for yeah. Hawaii. Like yeah, we, we just different. want people to hear it. Um, it's not the type of music that is normally made here in Hawaii. Um, definitely in my peer group back in LA, it's very common. Um, but 
our hip hop doesn't sound like the hip hop that our peers are here are making. Our mm-hmm. pop music is definitely not as R and B influenced as a lot of our peers here, and um, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also trying to freely express our language. Um, I think there's like a filter that we may put on our vernacular here. Um, we want our lyrics to sound just like whatever we hear on the radio. And I think there's something really spe- special about our language here in Hawaii that we can put into our music and have it be accepted. So I guess like part of our messaging is here's a um, State Farm commercial that, you know, thankfully our publisher placed one of our songs in and you hear a chihu or you hear a, um, a pigeon word and it's good enough for them on the mainland, on the continent. Yeah. So it's good enough for here, us here. So we shouldn't uh, feel like we have to filter ourselves in order to appeal to the the greater masses, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to lead into that because I want the audience to hear. Um, we're going to watch a live performance, a video, a pre-video recorded live performance. So do you guys want to set this up for us? How do we set it up, Chad? Okay, Josh, I'll get it. Um, <laughs> The song is glowing. It's the first track off the album. It features our friend Mike Sarge, who moved here from Atlanta um, right before the pandemic. Um, Mike is awesome. Uh, he's over in Pearl City. He's an amazing artist. Check out his YouTube stuff. Um, and then also um, one of our frequent collaborators and uh, engineers, uh, Josh Namba, lead guitar player in Maoli. I think one of the biggest reggae bands in Hawaii. Uh, he's playing bass. And then our other friend who works with us often, Evan Fujimoto on trumpet. And uh, UH Orvis Theater, you know, let us use their space to record this live video. So there it is. Okay, so let's watch it. The Bruise, Mike Sarge. We're glow, glow, glowing, bright like the moonlight. Two drinks, we're flowing, glad I'm the good night. No time for slowing, slide like a right swipe. Oh God, I was chilling with time, but I can see that he need another minute to come. And so I said, hey man, I know that you're down, but if you come with us, maybe we can turn it around. And so we drove downtown when we know there's crowds, making jokes all out. Then we hear Tom shout, he was smiling. You guys are gems, all I really needed was a couple of friends. Get your homies, get your homies, light it up, light it up. Card and Cody, Luke and Tony, catch a buck, catch a buck. Get your homies, get your homies, another cup, another cup. Light it up, light it up, yeah, yeah. We're glow, glow, glowing, bright like the moonlight. Two drinks, we're flowing, glad I'm the good night. No time for slowing, slide like a rice wipe. Show up like Umbrella Gene Kelly, even on the rainiest nights. 
Yeah, I keep it above 50, even though there's lots of people in the city. Your people need a homie yeah. if they feeling lonely, so bring them to the party and click a couple guineas. So we'll see them light up, glow like Borealis. I am telling you it's brighter when you share the night. Get your homies, get your homies, light it up, light it up. Kurt and Cody, Luke and Tony, catch a bug, catch a bug. Get your homies, get your homies, another cup, another cup. Light it up, light it up, light it up, light it up. We're glow, glow, glowing, bright like the moonlight. Yeah. Two drinks, we're flowing, glide down the good night. Huh. No time for slowing, slide like a bright swipe. Glowing, 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 glowing. We're glow, glow, glowing. Just on it, just on it. We're glow, glow, glowing. Your ways be glowing. We're glow, glow, glowing. Just on it, just on it. We're glow, glow, glowing. Your ways be glowing. I like it. I like it. And oh, it, it sounds you. like it has a little bit of everything in it. You got your rap, you know. I heard like a little salsa beat in there, you know. So, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I, I like it. I know because you oh. guys saw me bopping back back here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good. I like it. I like it. Thank I you like so much. it. That's sweet. So, I have a question. So, I have um, one of my friends is an artist as well. And he wanted to know, um, hold on, I gotta pull this up. He said, what types of challenges do you face both technically and technologically have you faced with what you guys do? Um, there's like quality and quantity, right? Yeah. And you're gonna have to sacrifice something along the way. Um, and technology is the thing that makes things uh, faster. And so it's worth investing into things that make your process faster, I think. Um, but I think from a technical standpoint, like when you think about like producing, producing is not all encompassing. And when you work for a publishing company, when you are working with artists, they expect you sometimes here in Hawaii, especially to do everything. And when you work with a producer on the mainland, you're not working with them because they're going to do everything. You're working with them because they're going to give you a great song. You know, they're going to help you make a great song. And um, there are engineers who dedicate their life and work to recording or producing vocals or um, producing the music or mixing engineers or mastering engineers. And um, the reality is that none of us can give 10,000 hours to each one of those things and call ourselves like an expert technical engineer of all of those processes. Um, and so, yeah, we have to pick which battles we want to fight and know when to outsource and spend the money on getting help. And that's why I need a collaborator in Josh, you know, and then the other guys, you know, you saw on camera. Wow. So what advice would you give new songwriters or producers that want to come into the industry? I want mm. both of you to answer that. Oh, yeah. You first. Number shot. one thing I would say 
is go to where there are like-minded people trying to achieve the same thing. There's nothing better than going to like a songwriting conference or a taxi convention or something like that, where you're going to meet other people with the same goals or aspirations, um, where you'll find collaborations with people because they're at the same level. Um, if you're just starting, you're not going to be able to collaborate with Taylor Swift. So you want to collaborate with the people around you and then you all become Taylor Swift along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It really is your peers that make the biggest difference in your career. It's not the person that's ahead of you. Um, and I second that idea that the best networking, the best um, peers you can find sometimes are at these uh, songwriting conferences. We have one here in Hawaii. Um, I am a board member of that conference. It's called the Hawaii Songwriting Festival. Awesome. Um, We've been doing it for over, I don't know, three decades now. It used to be on Kauai, but um, it's coming back for the first time in two years. It'll be on the Big Island on October 20th through the 22nd. The website um, is up, and you can register, hawaiisongwritingfestival.com. Um, but also, I will plug this. There are, there's this one book I always recommend, and it's uh, by Robin Frederick, um, and it's like uh, Tips for Songwriting Success. Just look it up, Robin Frederick on Amazon. That is by far the best songwriting book I've ever bought, and I cannot um, like recommend it any less. It is amazing. You know, practice, practice writing. What do you guys have coming up? Anything that we should be looking for? Any new projects that you can sneak and tell us about? Ooh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that uh, our collaborator Kimie is getting ready to release a single um, that we had worked mm -hmm. on called Catch a can um and i think there's an album that's coming out like there's a lot of music we've worked on with her so i know something's coming really soon this summer and um i'll also say that um we have uh a an ep we're releasing in september so after you know this dies down with this record we're gonna hit them with the ep it will be a indie hip-hop record and then we got some singles coming right after that we got some christmas music we got some fun uh interesting music on top of that but yeah we just have lots of music and there are a ton of collaborators that are i'm sure going to be releasing songs we've worked on with them very soon yeah nice now where can people go this is important right right here where mm -hmm. can people go to find that album good cat yeah just anywhere you um stream music listen to music youtube apple uh spotify just look up the brews good catch um, and also, if you go to our Instagram, um, the Brews 808, um, you'll find this link tree. So the link tree will take you to a page that has all of our links. So you can pre-order our vinyl record. You can listen to the album. Um, our entire discography of released music with our collaborators is also up there. Um, yeah, that's the best place, I think, to portal you to wherever you need to go. Wow. Any last words from either one of you before we close out our segment? I think the most valuable thing we have on earth is time. And thank you for giving that to us today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I thank you because I learned, I learned, I learned a lot today. I thank you so much, both um, Josh and Chaz, for being here with me today on the Hawaii Smooth Jazz Connection. And I definitely want to bring you back when you put some more music out there. Okay? Oh, well, that'd be yeah. great. We're going to bring you back, okay, for sure. Because awesome. I really enjoyed it, and I hope to see you back here. I have to go and listen. I've listened to a few songs on um, the album, 
but I want to listen to the full album and get that full grasp of what what you guys um, did on that album. So again, I thank you so much for being here. And to my viewers, I thank you. And until next time, aloha and God bless. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.